Hey everybody, it's the R&B Show. Can you dig it? Now, here's Ricardo and Brett. That's his highlight, you know that. It is, he he works all week on that intro and he does a fantastic job. That's Rosie, that's our McLovin, that's Jim Rosendick, producer of the R&B Podcast. Now episode number seven, Brett. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone tuning in on Facebook and also on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you do have this, or, or if you do subscribe to the R&B Podcast, it's the only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley. Again, part of the USA Today Network Wisconsin digital live stream team. I'm Ricardo Arguello. Sitting alongside with me always is Brett Christofferson and that sultry voice you heard to start off the podcast. Again, that's Jim Rosendick, uh, multimedia specialist, R. McLovin. Hey, Rosie, how, how much? Uh, how often do you practice the, the can you <laughs> dig it? Uh, I, I don't practice so much anymore, but for the, the beginning, I had to watch the Warriors, that scene, like yes, that's four, right. five, ten times, and I'm just like, I, okay. I could just see you in the shower in the morning. Can <laughs> you dig You know, trying to get the oh, right, yeah, yeah. right octave. What he's saying is he's always imagining you in the shower. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I say, no, <laughs> but, uh, no, sir. No, sir. Well, here's a couple of topics we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna touch on uh, as the show progresses here. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, Appleton-North Kimberly, the big football game that took place this last Friday. Also, uh, Brett, you'll be happy to see this. We'll be touching on basketball a little bit. Yes, it's, uh, hey. Yeah, Steve Clark. started. Steve NBA, college. Oh, it's basketball stop. season, my friend. It's but basketball season. I have season. to bring it up because Steve Clark did an interesting piece on a couple of area stars, uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Jordan McCabe. Uh, their summer uh, playing uh, in the AAU circuit, uh, that kind of stuff. So it was an interesting piece. We'll talk about that uh, as we go along here. Also, uh, yesterday we had our first ever Wisconsin, uh, USA Today Network Wisconsin digital live stream doing a girls' volleyball game. We were very excited about that. Brett, you were on the court doing the camera work, and then Rosie was up with uh, me and as well as B.J. Bryant, Wisconsin Volleyball Academy co-director. We, we somehow got through it. Thank goodness he was there because I had no idea what I was doing when it comes to girls' volleyball in terms of the vernacular, all that kind of stuff. The but nuances that, of the, the game, The nuances right? of the game. I have no idea what's going on. Thank goodness he was there because uh, he really kind of helped us through it. We'll talk about that big Nina Appleton North girls' volleyball showdown that was yesterday again won by Nina. Uh, also, uh, girls' golf because they're at the state level now, Brett. Hard we have to a couple of, Yeah, you're ah. right. A couple of area teams are there. Uh, we'll, t- we'll, we'll briefly talk about them, as well as mention some of the other state qualifiers, and then talk about the big Appleton West, Appleton North football game, the live stream that's coming up this yeah, Friday. It should be a good one, too. It Looking should be. To it. But first is first, and... Last week's stream, right? Appleton North, Kimberly, mm. epic game. We knew it was going to be such. Even so, those games never fail to disappoint, do they, mm. Brett? Just outstanding, outstanding play from both teams. We, we are so lucky to have those kind of teams competing in, in front of this public because uh, I, I think we really take them for granted. Uh, and I know it's easy to say that because Kimberly's won 63 games now, but Appleton North, also a fine program. You saw them take the papermakers to the limit. What are your thoughts, Brett? Well, first of all, I want to thank Kimberly and Appleton North for giving us a heck of a show, which was reflected in our live stream numbers. Yes. It was, what, 30, <laughs> Rosie, 32,000 total views yeah, so far between 30, Facebook 000. and live stream. <laughs> That's incredible for a high school uh, event, but... Somebody texted me after the <coughs> excuse me after the game and just said, "Hey, well, they, you know, Kimberly did it again. Hey, good job, guys, on the stream." And, and I said, "These it, it, they played at such an unbelievably high level, uh, back and forth, twenty-four-seven lead for Kimberly initially, then the big field goal by Quinn Henwood right at the end of Quinn, the first yes. half. I think it was a thirty-four yarder 
That was a big field goal, and we said it at the stream at the time because it went from a three-score game to a two-score game, two touchdowns, and then it was game on in the second half. That Ablin North uh, off, uh, offense was, was dynamite, and Kimberly they really had Kimberly on its heels. But we said it on the podcast last week. We said it uh, during the live stream on Friday, Ricardo. What have we seen from Kimberly in recent years? They get down. The backs are against the wall. They use a cliche. It looks like, okay, now the streak's going to come to an end. We saw it. In the ba- the last two state championship games, yes, Fond du Lac in week one, Nina this last uh, couple weeks ago, Appleton North again, they somehow make the play at the end of the game or near the end of the game happens, to yeah. win it, and it's just it is uh, it's a, a incredible culture that's at that high school, and it's all it really encompasses all sports. But Steve Jones, being the head football coach, has really established something uh, something special there. But that's not to discredit how good Appleton North was and what Rob Salm has. With that team, and he's right. I, s- I read your quote uh, from Rob. They are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. With that offense and with those playmakers, very, very easily could see Apple North and Kimberly facing off. And don't, of course, forget about Fond du Lac in there as well. But, man, the 41-yarder uh, from Rosner to Lechner, 32 seconds left in the game on the winning touchdown. I mean, they, they did it again. They, they made a play. They got a big defensive stop to get their offense back on the field. And it was just uh, it was a pleasure to watch. Both teams were, were fantastic, high-level football. Appleton North had every chance to win that game. They got the ball back uh, late in that fourth quarter. Actually, they had two opportunities, as you mentioned. Uh, the second one was a little bit more of a kind of like a, a dire kind of situation. But the, the, the situation before, though, you got to give it up to Kimberly's defense because they had been on their heels up to that point. Obviously, Appleton North had scored you know, a couple touchdowns to tie the game and for them to kind of rise to the occasion and, and hold back an Appleton North team that had been wanting to beat Kimberly for so long. I can sense it among the coaches, obviously among the players and the community, and for them to pull that off is amazing. And, and interesting about that Lechner play, Brett, if you remember the, w- the po- pass before, yeah. he had actually dropped a long bomb from Rosner, and for him to come back, shake that off, and then go and, and make that uh, incredible catch off a gorgeous throw from Rosner. Two defenders right there. Two defenders too. right there. Split those defenders in the middle of the end zone. It's amazing to see Rosner develop, and he was coming off a, a relatively poor game. And I say that I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was not happy with how his performance was against Nina, where he had what two completions for five yards or something like that. And for him to come through in the clutch against an Appleton North team that was just hell bent on beating Kimberly. I cannot explain to people how much that team wants to beat Kimberly. but for Everybody for does, right? Everyone does, but especially Appleton North. But for Kimberly to pull that off is an amazing, amazing feat. And Rosie, what did you think real quick? I mean, you're out there in the elements among the Kimberly crowd. That was something. I mean, a tale of two halves, really. I mean, Kimberly kind of dominated the first half. North dominated the second. But, yeah, Kimberly just finds a way. It's almost like they got they can coin a phrase. You've been Kimberly. You <laughs> You've been Kimberly. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, serious. I, that is really impressive. But that uh, Coach Sam is right. They are going to be a Ooh. tough out in uh, uh, in the playoffs. I love North's offense. I can't wait to see uh, that Appleton North Appleton West game. That's a big game. We'll talk about it at yeah. the end. But boy, dynamic Carter Robinson. Right, and Zaratsky. That Zaratsky, Van Ekeren, yeah. uh, uh, Burkert is a receiver, and then you got Will Stewart and Ian Latch. You got the big offensive line. Man, they can do a lot of stuff. But Carter Robinson, I'm so impressed because he it was decisive in his throws and his decision making. Three step drop, ball Boom. is out yes. to different receivers. That's why when you mentioned when Kimberly was stopped at 31-31. North gets the ball, and they were moving the ball at will against the Kimberly you defense. You thought it was over. I you thought, thought the streak was over. was over. I thought North yeah. was going to go right down the field. So kudos to that Kimberly defense 
to uh, get off the field and then uh, and Rosner and company making the plays to win it. Well, an outstanding live stream for us. We were so proud to bring something like that and, and very, very similar to that Kimberly Fond Lac game in week mm-hmm. one. Lots of folks were watching that game, especially towards the end there as, as the, the outcome was, was a bit undecided yet. Yeah, that was always interesting to see because we can kind of see who's checking in in terms of the viewers and everything, Brett. And people weren't disappointed if you had stayed the whole game. By the way, you can still watch that game if you go to postcrescent.com slash sports. You'll see that the, the links there, there for that game. But I'll give you an even better link, post.cr slash games. Oh, That'll take okay. you right to our live stream Fantastic. page. Fantastic. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – we continue to deliver some of those biggest games. We have another big one coming up, Appleton West and Appleton North. We'll mention that in a little bit. Uh, but, Brett, that wasn't the only big game that was going on that, that day. We also, you know, I mentioned on, on our little script here about Freedom and Wrightstown. Also, Manasha beat West to Pier. Yeah. That was a big game, 17-7 for well, Korth. Jeremy Korth saying yeah. the New London loss was a wake-up call. Wake-up call. And, and I think they woke up. Now, listen, there's, there's levels of wake-up calls, okay? There's one thing if you, if you have a wake-up call during a game. And there's another one, like what happened between Nina Appleton and North Girls Volleyball. We'll talk about that in a second. But when you lose to New London, the team that you had beat 83-10 to 10 two years before, that's not just a, oh, my goodness, that's, that's an, uh, I, an embarrassment for them, I'm sure, is how they, they viewed that. And it's good to see Menasha come back. Now, they're not all the way there because the reporter that we had there, Jim Oscola, was talking that, hey, Korth was still not happy with how his team was played. They had just beaten undefeated West Pier. He's still not happy. So hopefully Menasha can kind of uh, hit his – his expectations that he has for his team because that's a team that's going still going to be a tough out in Division Two if they can get it together. Well, uh, Division Two, did you see uh, with sports uh, had the division breakdowns? They right now, Manash might go down to D3. Oh, my goodness. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So let's oh, that's that. right because Xavier can actually drop the D4 yeah, now so that I saw there. Yeah, in D3. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you're right, Brett. That's a great, great point that you There's brought up. D3 teams there. Yes. Notre Dame is, is a very good team, obviously, in uh, Northeast Wisconsin, but wow. You know, Brett, uh, the Northeastern Conference is a mess. Oh and I say this again positively. Yeah, Freedom, with their win over Wrightstown, undefeated Wrightstown, mm-hmm. um, set up what could possibly be a chain of events that could result in a five-way yep. tie, Brett. I mentioned that in my wrap-up column on Sunday. It is, it is inconceivable to think that that could happen, but it, is, it could very well happen. And those, it's not a far – it's not a uh, – w- w- how would I describe it? It's not an impossibility. That could really happen. It's a good chance of it happening, actually. You got Casco and Wrightstown at five and one, FVL at five and two, and the Little Shoot Freedom both at four and two. So what happens if all five tie? Do they all put a conference championship number on their banner? I suppose they do. It's a five-way tie. Uh, there was a gentleman who emailed me saying that this had happened before because I had mentioned in the column that has this ever happened before. He says it did happen in ni- in the mid '80s. It happened. Uh, it was a, a conference that <clears throat> you know conferences have changed. Yeah. But it was a conference that had like Southern Door and Keel and things like that. It was it was up in the up in the northeastern part of the state. He said what they did, five teams tied with a four and two record. He said they they flipped the coin to see who was it. Can you imagine <laughs> that? You go through the sequences of okay, well you two flip, flip a, a coin. coin, you two flip a coin. You gotta uh, go head to head or, yeah, or something. I, I right? don't know how it's going to be determined, but that's actually that's something hopefully I can we can dig out. I'll I'll get Dan Cohen on, on the case because he's uh, he's our big guru when it comes to that kind of intricate stuff involving conferences. But that is an incredible Incredible situation that could arise, Brett, and I think, and, I, and we had talked to um, uh, Richkowski of Little Shoot, and he said that actually speaks volumes of the NEC, and that will bode well for them going in to the seeding meetings when it comes to football. Well, some interesting games coming up, and, and it, it could all be moot after this week because uh, Wrightstown and Luxembourg-Casco play. Wrightstown would need to beat Luxembourg-Casco right. because Luxembourg-Casco, I believe their Week 9 game is against O'Connell Falls. O'Connell Falls is winless this season, so... 
you assume the Spartans are going, are going to win that Week 9 game and then win the conference championship outright. So Wrightstown needs to win, and then that Week 9 game, which we're going to stream at Little Shoot, Little Shoot then would need to beat <coughs> Wrightstown. Which could happen. Which very well could happen, and then I think then all of a sudden you get that five-way uh, tie at 6-2 and two atop the conference. So we'll see, but this is the big one coming up. Uh, Wrightstown and Luxembourg-Caskill. Let me scroll up here. Wrightstown hosts that game. Luxembourg-Caskill playing some pretty good football. Their only conference loss, FPL, we streamed it week two, and I know they lost also to West Appear in a non-conference game. They're a pretty good football team, so we'll right. see what, uh, how, that, how, how that plays out Friday night. That's, you know, the, that's the big one. That's a big one, and FPL plays a non-conference game against Xavier this week, the Apple Bowl, and then I believe they finished with Marinette, so yeah, I would consider that a win. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. All those things have to break right for this to happen, but it's not – out of the realm of possibility. In fact, I think there's a good chance that that'll happen. So that's something to watch for the Northeastern Conference the final two weeks of the regular season. Real quick, the rankings. Um, <coughs> Got them here. Hey, by the way, I, it, Bayport finally cracks the, the top, top ten. ten. Yes, I voted them, I think, seventh uh, this past week. Appleton North, I wanted to vote for them. I really did. But looking at these other teams, I, I decided not to because um, we also have to consider Division Two teams in there. Now, in my opinion, Appleton North would beat some of these Division Two teams that are ranked in there. But uh, you got to give uh, because Division Two doesn't have its own rankings. You got to kind of throw them in to that uh, large school divisions. But Kimberly, obviously number one. Someone ke- still keeps voting for someone else. Wanaki for crying out loud! That's ridiculous uh, to not have Kimberly have all the votes there. But uh, yeah, I can't speak for anybody else other than what I, who I vote for. And in the medium division, uh, you see, I think um, was it uh, Notre Dame is two. Notre Dame is two. Four, and that's in our group. And uh, I know I did uh, vote for West Appear was the only yep. area team in our area that got votes. It was hard for me to vote for the Northeastern Conference teams because they're all, you know, uh, they're you really all can't. Y- you really can't yeah. when you consider some of these teams with the records. Now, do they play in conferences not as good as the NAC? Probably. They probably don't play in as, in as good as a conference. So that's something to watch here. And then no, to, no team in the small school divisions in terms of the Appleton area. I know Fondy Springs is number one. They're un, unprecedented number one. No one else is dis- disputing that. So... Our rankings are, 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 are a little void of area teams, but doesn't matter. Once you hit the playoffs, all, those, all that stuff is thrown out the window. Now, yep. Brett, you're happy about this. Mm, what's going hoops, on? little hoops action. Yeah, let's talk basketball. little hoops action. Uh, Some of our local stars, right? Yes, Tyrese Halliburton and Jordan McCabe. Guys that we know very well, right, Rosie? Rosie, where's That's the right. camera on you? You didn't put a camera on you? Uh, no time. This okay, morning. all right. Too, okay. too many meetings yes. this morning. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Jordan McCabe, uh, folks that we know very well. We've covered Oshkosh North several times, technically out of our area in terms of the Appleton area, but we have covered them significantly this past season. We will do so again this year. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brett. Oh, yeah. And then Jordan McCabe, obviously the great guard for Kokana, who has been a friend of the show on the Varsity Roundtable, and we've live streamed many of his games. Interesting piece from Clark. Because of the offseason, Halliburton was able to get himself that, that D1 scholarship to Iowa State, mm-hmm. the Cyclones. A great, great move for him, and congratulations to Tyrese. Jordan, as, we, as uh, we've known for a while now, uh, West Virginia is his destination, and he was doing it more so maybe for getting a little bit more respect. He started out, I think, as the story said, number 100 on the ESPN Top 100 list. He's moved up to number 83. So he's shown that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that's ascending still. I'm not finishing in terms of, of, of improving as a player. Well, as Jordan says here, I went into it with the mentality that I wanted to wake some people up. There you go. Uh, we've seen his skill, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I first met Jordan when I think when Jordan was 10 years old. I did a story on Jordan yes. in, in the basketball was That was when he was doing his his dribbling stuff, and he beat me in a game of pig. Yeah, you know, that little punk. I tell <laughs> you, he was 10 years old, and he took a shot. 
from the corner but behind uh, the out of bounds and just launched it and uh, beat you. He beat me. And then he he also uh, did the I think he called it the Kobe it was like kind of a step back fade away yeah. and, and nailed it. It's like, hey, you little punk, you get out of <laughs> here." He's just swigging his red uh, Gatorade and all that strutting around the court. But you're the around the world kid yeah, here, yeah. so you should maybe you know, challenge he, he, him to a game around I, around what? the world. Jordan McCabe, if you're watching this or listening to this, uh, we're going to do it again. Uh, I think we need to set that up one more time from 10 until he's what, you know, senior in high school. Yeah. Let's see if I let's see if I can yeah. finally beat the master. I know I can't beat him in dribbling. Yes, no, that, not many people uh, can. No, no. But it's got handles. Credit Jordan because he went from kind of being a halftime show, if you will, as holy cow, look at his ball mm-hmm. handling skills, to a <laughs> very good all-around basketball player who can pop threes, create uh, opportunities for teammates based on what, how he can uh, beat the guy off the bounce and off the dribble and, and uh, quicker feet than I think maybe he gets credit for, more athletic than I think what he gets credit for, and he's going to have a big, big senior season. For a Kakana team, Ricardo, that has designs on going to Madison and, and, and winning I think they another will. state championship, we'll they, talk they're going to enter the preseason. I think ranked number one in D two, and deservedly so. I think they even then last year with all the injuries that they had, they lost Adam Smith for a while. Uh, they still made it to that sectional final against Cedarburg and John Diener. Yeah, uh, yeah he's coming back too. He's It'll coming back too, but this this Kakana team has everything it needs to kind of reclaim their throne. They won it a couple of years ago, uh, Brett, but. Uh, yeah, basketball's coming up. When you you were a big fan of Tyrese Halliburton last I was. year, you covered him right away. You're like, whoa, look at this kid. Where did this he kid, come from? Yeah, and he kind of he's really ascended over the last year and a half. And uh, I, you know, I, I got to give credit to Steve Clark because he's the guy who kind of pointed out, hey, watch this Tyrese Halliburton kid. He's very, very good. But when we saw him, we could immediately see oh, yeah. the talent there. Congratulations to Tyrese. He's a great guy. He does a lot of stuff he's like a good Jordan kid. does. He does a lot yeah. of stuff uh, off the court to help some of the younger kids. I know because I follow some some folks who go to Oshkosh North. Um, so my family graduated, so my family graduated from Oshkosh North, and he does a lot of stuff off the court. So does Jordan. It's great to see these kids giving back. They, yes. they are seen as icons in their community. Jordan's done some nice things. And uh, for, uh, it's great uh, to benefits, see. Yeah. And, and why, why Halliburton, and I'm not sure, and, and you may know more about this than I do, Wisconsin, UW, not in the running for either of those players. I don't know because uh, Halliburton's offers Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa State, Cincinnati, they were on there. I thought there was one other uh, that he was deciding. So he had two Big Ten teams in there, in the, the Huskers and the Gophers. Tyrese, you should have gone to Minnesota. <laughs> They're building a great <laughs> new athletes village there. My son goes to school there, lives out there. Uh, they got a nice thing going. They got a great team coming up. But, no, he, <coughs> he obviously was very comfortable with Iowa State. And that's kind of a pipeline. There's been some Wisconsin kids that have gone to uh, play for the Cyclones uh, over in Ames. So that's a nice program. A.J. Klein. B- uh, uh, Big 12, uh, Iowa State and West Virginia. So Jordan and uh, Tyrese in the college Boom. years are going to be uh, rivals on the court that's still. That's going to be on ESPN. Can't wait to see those kind of matchups between those two high-flying guards. So interested to see that. And thank you, Steve Clark, for doing putting that together. Uh, real quick, next topic Appleton North Nina Girls Volleyball Showdown. We saw Nina take take out App, excuse me, Appleton North 3-1 to one in the rematch of the WIAD1 State quarterfinal from last season. What was that setup like real quick, Rosie? You, you got it all done, though, right? I mean, because you were, you were technically running a couple cameras, trying to check things out because it was kind of an odd setup there at the top of the field house at Ron Einerson, right? Yeah, well, and I was also on the radio. I was you know, talking, with, to Brad, talking to Brett on the, on yeah. the court. So I was like, oh, my God, and it, it moves so fast. I... I just I wasn't ready for it. There were there were times when 
he was, uh, Rosie said that he he had my shot. I was camera three. I was doing the on-court stuff, and you never said you were back on once. I'm, like, holding the camera still. <laughs> but they're playing. Rosie, tell me you're on camera one, please, so I can see. <laughs> oh, yeah, camera but one. I, I thought I was pressing the button, or I'm not. And it's like, oh, my God, Brent's on three still. It looked good, though. I it thought did. Uh, And B.J. Yeah. Bryant, uh, you mentioned also the St. Norbert College women's yes. volleyball coach, uh, uh Stepping in in an analyst role and really did a nice job of explaining a lot of what was going on yeah. on the court. <laughs> that's that's under understated actually because he really saved my bacon <laughs> a couple times because he knows so much about the game. He knows so much about the players because many of those players are part of his Wisconsin Volleyball Academy and he's known as they've he's seen them develop. So he's known them for a number of years as well as the parents. He's intertwined with the community. A lot of the coaches and the assistant coaches actually help coach some of those club teams in his academy. So thank you so much for that and Brett. Uh, you got a newfound respect for our, for Danny Damiani, oh. right? For our cameraman, you, <laughs> you got to work out a little bit more. Yeah, well, hold a, hold a, a wireless camera for two hours and yeah. going back and forth. I had that harness on, and Danny, now, Danny's a good kid. I told him out there before the show. I said, "Hey, I got a, I got a brand new respect for you." But Danny, he only has to hold it for an hour. Yeah, I yeah, was out there right. for two yeah, hours, two guys. Hours. Two hours. My lower back was cramping up. I'm like, <laughs> oh. You know, I'm whining to Dan Powers, our photographer. He didn't want to hear about it because yeah. they're always lugging all their big camera lenses. I'm like, Dan. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. it's it even tough. There were a couple times I was telling the guys, I was like, oh, I'm starting to shake. I'm starting to shake. I can't keep it still. I can't keep it still. But uh, the finished product looked pretty good. And the numbers, the live stream yeah. numbers were phenomenal on uh, – on our first girls' volleyball yeah. live stream, so we might have to do another game yeah, at some right. point. I have a new respect for uh, – I mean, I respect the volleyball players anyways just because, you know, I, I'm like, how do you jump that high and hit a ball like that? Because, you know, I'm basically hobbit height. Yeah. But just to see them go at it and, – and it was nice to be able to – uh, you, you see some of these athletes that come in for roundtable, and, you know, we'll talk about round, or volleyball, and it's always like, well – I'm I wonder what it's like. What is, what is the atmosphere like? It was crazy fun. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we did it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing another one. Well, not, not enough credit goes out to these athletes. Oh. Some of them are Division One level. Holy you know, Sensational six are Division One athletes, so many of them on the court yesterday night. Well, you know what impressed me was some of the kill shots, yeah. how they dig them out. Yes. Mean, where yeah. are they coming from? I'm like, yeah. where did she come from? Like, the how guy? did they know where it's going to go? I know. Yeah, right? It was like, wow. Yeah. You know, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't been to a, a volleyball game since – working in sports exclusively as a sports writer, it's been a while. Yeah. And the athletes were more athletic yes. and faster and bigger and stronger than what I remember. And you're talking about just a span of 10 years, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, wow. I mean, the, the skill level and some of the, most of the kids on the court, were, it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was a real treat to watch. It was it was good just stuff. incredible. I'm like, how are some people this athletic? My so, gosh. so please, if you can, check it out again. It's on our site. Um, but if you can, go watch these teams in person because I don't think you can really get a true judge, a true respect, a value of how, how great these, these female athletes are. They work real hard at their craft, and I'm amazed, constantly amazed, when you see, especially when you see these top teams. Nina's a defending state yeah. champion, and Appleton North made it to state last year. So great, great fun, and hopefully we can do it again real soon. And credit yeah. Nina. They were down one one. Yes, zip. they were. Oh, Appleton North looked great. Yeah. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, – the kids from Appleton North. Not not discrediting Nina, but Rosie and I were setting up, yeah. and the girls were watching the JV game. Also, we heard kind of like they're trying to flag us down. They're all waving to us. Yeah. I thought that's very nice. We okay. appreciate yeah. that. And Kari Brecky uh, waved to me as she was the, the talented basketball yeah. player at Appleton North as she was going to the concession stand or something. I was like, you know, I appreciate that when, when the kids show the elder folks a little respect. A little respect. Right? A little, a little hey, respect you know. Like, hey, we appreciate you being here. Yep. And, and I know Nina did, too. 
Um, I didn't get the chance to, to wave to any of the kids there, but I know Emily Bennett, the, the coach, talked to Bruce Moriarty when we yeah, walked in. He yep. opened the door for yeah, us. Coach Moriarty. He, I, I think uh, very appreciative, and thanks to Nina High School for setting us up. Well, um, it, was, it was a wonderful it was experience, fun. and we hope to do it again very, very soon. And best of luck to both those teams uh, in the tournament. Both of them have a pretty good chance of making it to the state tournament again. So keep your eyes on that again, girls volleyball in our area. Next topic real quick. Next, girls. Can, can next topic be how – Gosh dang cold it is in this. <laughs> it's a little, little chilly. I need yes. gloves. <laughs> I need gloves. I need a parka for the next show. You yeah, guys yeah. are in shorts. We need to get a barrel uh, with some uh, wood in here and a fire. Maybe do some like, doo-wop, like, like, like Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> like, it is. My hands are numb, Rosie. <laughs> this is crazy. Girls golf. Now, can you believe it, Brett? We're at the state level already. Goes Girls fast. golf. And we have a couple of teams going to the state tournament. Kakana in Division One, Fox Bay Lutheran in Division Two. Uh, Erica Preeb was the top medalist uh, at Broadlands in Division Two for Fox Valley Lutheran. She's a fantastic player, has a real good shot at winning the entire thing as an individual. Now, Kakana was tops at the Fond du Lac sectional, ruling medals. Their top overall finisher, though, was from Homestead, Speedy Kent. Speedy Who names her girl Speedy Kent? That's a great name. That sounds like a, a leadoff guy for baseball yeah, or something. Yeah, it does. Yeah, they got Speedy Kent leading off first base. It sounds like but a, she's a good golfer. A Warner Brothers cartoon character like Speedy Gonzalez yeah. with Speedy Kent. A, yeah, Marvel, Speedy a Marvel superhero. Oh, there you go, yeah. But, yeah, oh. girls golf at the state level already. I, I mean, like they it. were, but they were the first sport to get kicked off. Early mid uh, mid August is yeah, when they, they kind of started their well, they season. They have to because weather starts to change. Exactly. A bit. Other state qualifiers. I want to mention them too. Marky Ash of Wapaka, outstanding athlete. By the way, she's also a heck of a uh, hockey player. Lauren Hain of Xavier, also uh, in tennis, girls tennis. Nina uh, tennis reaches the sectionals. Keep an eye on the Rockets because the Rockets last year were the def- are the defending state champions. So check check them out. Tennis so big in Nina. It isn't is so it? big. It is girls huge. and boys. Yes, and one uh, huge interest over there. Send a congratulations out to Nina tennis because we expect you to do well at the state tournament as well. Now we'll wrap it up here, Brett, real quick. Appleton West at Appleton North, uh, the live stream. Appleton West comes in both Appleton North. The uh, Appleton North comes in off the loss. Appleton West comes in off a win, and they're on a little bit of a win streak here. Good game. West, however, I'm not sure if you know this, Brett, without Alec Gofford, their quarterback. Their backup now is playing. I think Gofford is out for a little bit. He might be out for the rest of the season. I'll have to double-check ah, my sources. That's but that's tough because Appleton West last year beat Appleton yeah. North, Brett. So you know Appleton North has this game circled on its calendar as well, going back-to-back with Kimberly and Appleton uh, Appleton. Uh, West, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the standings, but you talk about a good game coming in. Both teams five and two overall. North five and two in conference. Appleton West four and two. This is a big game for playoff positioning. Kimberly has already won uh, at least a share of the conference championship. I think Kimberly plays Kakana this week, and they wrap up with Appleton East. So, so. you looking pretty good to go undefeated in the regular season, unless uh, there's a big uh, uh, an unexpected hiccup there. But this is a good game. It's a, it's a, it's the city rivalry. Uh, Appleton West, obviously, with Brent Engen doing a great job of revitalizing that program, a team that's going to make the playoffs. But, boy, not having their quarterback is going uh, to be tough. But on the other hand, it's time for the the, the, the backup to step up. You know, uh, what do they say? Next what man do, up. What are they yeah. saying in Green Bay right now? No excuses, right? That's yep, their mantra. Yep. You hear about it. No excuses. Next man up. And uh, we'll see if the Terrors, they got Patrick Arata, uh, one of the top backs in the area. So uh, it should be a fun game. Um, and, again, the key, though, is that Appleton West defense having to slow down a, a dynamic and versatile north offense. Uh, live coverage, you guys, will kick off at 645 uh, on postcrescent.com and facebook.com slash postcrescent. Uh, and we'll be at Paul Ingen Field. We're already set. A little That's worried right. about the live stream. Yep. Uh, we had a, that yeah. was the only hiccup of the season 
from a from a production <laughs> standpoint, <laughs> right. was at yep. Appleton North. I know they're working feverishly to yep. kind of make sure we're all set up, but not our fault. <laughs> we don't get a chance to check the signal until six o'clock on Friday night, so um, we're pushing it. Yeah, there. so. Well, it'd be a game time decision Fingers whether crossed. we're Fingers HD or standard def. Fingers crossed. Might be yeah. standard def uh, regardless of what goes on that night. Yes. But we'll see. Looking forward. It should be a good game. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, this is in- this interesting. I just got a Facebook message from Steve Kunkel. He's asking, do you know if Will Stewart was injured in the second half of Kimberly's game? He was actually injured. I don't know what his status is for this game. And that actually is going to play a role here. Because even though Ian Latch is a great, great player, um, he, he's really secondary in terms of cause, because really Will Stewart is, is the starting tailback. So we'll see how that kind of unfolds. So you have two two of the key guys, two key side. guys out. Obviously Appleton West starting quarterback, possibly Appleton North starting running back. How will that play into this? I don't know, but that's obviously something a big key to watch here as uh, that game unfolds. But Ian Latch looked really good in the second half against Kimberly. He was, he, that offensive line was getting a pretty good uh, push. He was he was plowing through the holes, and uh, he's a, he's a small runner like. Uh, Will Stewart is, and, and really brings a zip. So I, I, I think they can, they can go move forward just fine with Ian Latch and that big offensive line, and especially when you add that dynamic passing attack. Yeah, well, should be a good game though. We're, I mean, we're it's, expecting it's be, a great I think game and a good game. atmosphere, and it's well, a homecoming. I think for Appleton North as well. Got to, and I think some Packard players are going to be there. There's some, some sort of uh, our guy Ty. No, I don't think he's no, going to be there. But I think Mason, Mason Crosby. Crosby. I think there's yeah. a Lombardi cancer benefit. Something yeah, going on something with like the Lombardi that. cancer organization. So. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe if Ty was there, who was our yeah. Clubhouse Live co-host, we could get Ty as our halftime oh, guest. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't that be? That would be great. Maybe we can talk more about those ribs because we broke the news on Clubhouse Live. Yes, you Live. did. You broke the news on that. Actually, he broke the news on, the news on his, show. <laughs> on his yeah. own show, yeah. so that's really up to him. That's but his show. He can do what he wants. We got We have to make predictions for the game. Who's going to win? Yeah, uh, I see Appleton North winning this one. i gotta, I got to be honest. If Gofford was there, I felt it'd be more of a toss-up, but – Robinson's playing well. I just see that passing offense making up for the loss of Will Stewart. I just don't see Appleton North losing this game, especially they're, they're coming down, obviously, from the emotional loss to Kimberly, but they're not going to hiccup, especially when they lost to them last year. I, I, I expect Psalm to have his troops ready there. Especially at home on homecoming night. I agree. I just think that passing attack, he, Carter spreads the ball around so well. He doesn't. I know Zeratsky is their top receiver, but he hits other guys. And then uh, we've talked about that, the, the big boys up front and that college-like offensive line with a whole bunch of 300-pounders that do a great job of protecting him. So I like Appleton North in this one as well. Now, Rosie. He's got, no. the, he's got a little connection to West. And, hey, yes. we all have to live somewhere in the Valley, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. I could go with the homer pick. I really could. And I want to, but <laughs> I have to be realistic about it. I, it's uh, tough without, without Gofford. Without Gofford, yeah. I, I just don't see how they can do it. Um, so I gotta, I have to take take North on this, but I am, I want do want to throw this out for uh, the North band. I'd like to hear one metal song. Have them one play metal. one metal song, <laughs> whether it be ACDC. Does Crazy Train count? Crazy Train counts. Okay. If I could hear some Crazy Train from the North band, I would, I would love it. You know me, I love the bands. I love the bands. So speaking of bands, uh, it's it's tough. This this we. Tom Petty yeah. passing by. And oh, I want to wow. mention Tom Petty and obviously what the tragedy that's happened in Las Vegas. want to send uh, a lot of love out there to the folks who are dealing week. with that. It's been a terrible week. Uh, and then Tom Petty, obviously, we're, all three of us are musically inclined. We, we love listening to music. And kind of uh, he, he provided the uh, background to us growing up uh, as young young uh, teenagers, young kids. In some ways almost overrated or underrated. Underrated. I, oh, yeah. I think very much yeah. underrated. Uh, you hear 
like you know in his obituary on TV and all the songs they started playing like dang he I mean yeah that was a good yeah. one that's a good one that's a good one and and you know what but my favorite though with with uh, Tom Petty when they formed the supergroup the Traveling Wilburys oh that yeah George was Harrison. a good group yeah. George yeah. Harrison Jeff Roy Lynn. Orbison Bob yes. Dylan uh, ah, who's the other one that was Lynn. I think yeah there's Jeff five Lynn. guys a lot of those guys are gone now. I think Dylan and and Lynn are just the only ones that are left yeah. wow what a, I, I love that group yeah, real that quick was... favorite song. I gotta song? go with. Uh, I think it's uh, it's off the uh, the Echo album, um, uh, "Room on Top of the World." Okay, Brett, running down a dream. Oh, that's a very good one. I like. I, I, I'm more I like, like a guitar riff in there. Oh, it's a great, great guitar riff. I actually like the video where they're. What's the name of the song where they're like they're like in the future. Oh, uh, you got lucky. You got lucky. That is my favorite song because of the video that the two were yeah. connected. I remember seeing it as a kid. And he had some really great videos. Yes, too. he did have some great videos. Yeah, Running Down a Dream is another good, yeah, good was. video. But uh, yeah, so that's my favorite just because of that whole futuristic uh, kind of like Mad Max kind of thing. As a kid, that affected me. I'm like, I love this song. But yeah, Trevor uh, Wilberry's End of the Line. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. yeah. So, man, hey, yeah, R.I.P. Tom Petty, uh, I really wish I would gotten to see him last summer. He was at Summerfest for two nights, but I was coming back from vacation in Florida. And too young. You was always think, Yeah, you always think, you always think you have another chance to see some of these great artists. Yeah. Luckily, so, I did get to see him. Yes, you did. Saw You're him lucky. in the Black Crows, but the Black Crows were so bad that <laughs> night. And he, he put on, it was probably one of my favorite shows. And I mean, I've been to a lot of shows, and most of them metal, but... Wow, he put on. That's probably one of my top five concerts. So that's a good point because I always want to see Springsteen in concert. I know he's starting to get up there too in yeah. his upper sixties. Not that it's old, old, but uh, I want to see one of those four-hour epic shows that he puts on, <laughs> and just nonstop, just jamming all his, yeah. his, his hits. But I, can do I don't that. know how many tours he's got left in him. Good point because yeah. the guy he's getting up there in age too. I think he's doing some Broadway stuff uh, this fall or in November. He's going to be on Broadway wow. doing like some. I have to read again what what what's up, but uh, Springsteen he just keeps going mm. too. The oldies but goodies, right? Yeah. Hey, we we expect yeah. to keep going here. This is our episode number seven, but we're hoping to last as long as our musical icons there. But thank you everyone again for watching. Again, if you want to listen to this uh, on if you're watching on Facebook.com and want to download this and listen to us uh, on your car radio or on your phone or anything like that, again go to iTunes, subscribe to the R and B show, also on Stitcher and on Google Play. Until next week, folks. Have a great one, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday for another episode of the R&B Show. Have a good week.